0: You know there's not a lot of chicks who can really rock, but my guest today, Pamela Moore, she's one of the few who can. Many of you may know Pamela for her work on one of metal's top 40 albums of all time, uh Operation Mindcrime. But four years in the making, Pam's new album Resurrect Me
1: just might resurrect heavy metal. So thanks Pam for coming on. Thanks so much. I'm I'm it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, four
0: years in the making on this album. This is a beautifully put-together CD. It's absolutely fantastic from from the first song to the very last song. There's a lot of depth in it. Four years, you had to put a lot of yourself in this album.
1: Yeah, it wasn't supposed to take four years, uh, you know, but and we all live our lives, and uh, there was a major move from where I was living at the time back home to my Seattle area, and so, you know, those kinds of things happen. I did a couple of tours in between, but luckily, thank you for the internet. Um, I was able to send files and work on it when I was able to get some free time, and uh, that pretty much helps in this day and age. It's always nice to live in the cyberspace world, but that pretty much helped get things to keep things the momentum going. So.
0: Well, you worked with Michael Posh on this album, and he's known for making metal masterpieces. Can can you tell me what it was like working with him?
1: It was was really amazing. You know, Michael was one of my guitar players in a version of a Pamela Moore band that I had when I was living in Chicago. He's from the Chicago area. And at that time that I was doing the shows, I was also uh, looking for collaborators that I could write with and I was specifically seeking out uh, guitar players because I did. this is the album I've always wanted to make, and I figured, you know, the secret ingredient has got to be somebody who can write real chunky, heavy riffs. Anyway, long story short, he put together a real beautiful opening piece for my show, and I liked it so much that I asked him if he'd be interested in maybe, you know, just collaborating on a couple of songs, and he said he would, and we started it off, doing that while I was in Chicago and then I eventually had to move back home. Um and we shared again, you know, via the internet and he was sending all these great pieces and I was working with other people but I was just like, wow He wasn't just sending me riffs, he was sending me musical pieces and so I was really able to sink my teeth into them and collectively we really had a great vision going on and I just felt so good about the album. So Hopefully everybody else will, too. It just was a really nice... It was kind of funny because I was never really around him, you know. Like I had said, you know, it was mostly when I could work on it and if I was in a different state or a different country. Um, But, you know, we really clicked together. Uh, You know, I don't know... I mean, we never know how those kinds of relationships happen, whether, you know, they're business-wise or other, but... um, it just really happened and i'm pretty excited about it you know
0: well it really was a perfect match because he has some really <laughs> clever guitar pieces and then it pairs with their vocals and it's just it's, it's just beautiful um Thank you. and th- th- there's just been times throughout that album you know where it's there's just like this driving guitar and then it will turn and kind of you know, make make a turn and kind of slow down and you kind of get a rest from that and then it brings you right mm-hmm. back again and it's mm-hmm. just uh, it, th- th- there's just a, a flow from the beginning to the end of the album that, that yeah. you just don't see it, it it's just like you, you you pick this song and that song and kind of hodgepodge the whole thing together it it just flows seamlessly it's it's, it's fantastic that wow.
1: yeah, it was funny it's funny when um, people who don't know about Uh, maybe writing songs and putting albums together, you know, the whole, the whole idea of putting songs together is real tricky, too, because you want people to, you want to keep their interest, and sometimes there's fillers, sometimes there's not. On this one, I don't believe there's any fillers, really, but um, you want to, you know, kind of Catch their attention right away You want to bait people right away And let them know exactly what they're listening to So that's what happened with us But I think I put the arrangement of the album I think I came up with like four different arrangements And then finally came back to my original thoughts And I'm so happy that you feel that way Because uh, it it was a little bit of a struggle Making sure that it was the right um, order of songs, you know
0: Well,
1: you know, it's, uh, it's it's
0: traditional in some ways but then it's updated and fresh and and mm-hmm. new and and you get this vibe kind of going it's it's kind of the same vibe going from song to song um it doesn't change a lot but it changes enough you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. To, to, to just really keep you interested and and just in that 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 moment and mm-hmm. that is really a hard thing to do because metal in the past few years it's it's changed it's kind of vulgar and rough and you know you can't play it at work at all um but you'd like to you know if if you came out of that era, you would certainly like to listen to something you know and and and, and, and this is something that that that, that fits that genre and you can play it on the radio you can play it with your friends you can play it at work if if you wanted to it's you know, just right, you can play it in front, it's front of your just kids. Metal you <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can play it in front of your kids, and and then, well, yes. in fact, you know, young kids today are saying that 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 music today isn't isn't as good as it was, and they're listening to, to the classic stuff again, right, which right. always cracks me up because now it's like classic rock was the stuff that I grew up on, and I, I remember when classic rock used to be like the '50s stuff, but but now classic <laughs> rock is stuff that I, <laughs> but but there
1: really is I know, I great
2: know. music. <laughs> I
1: know.
2: I How I have to change?
1: say
2: that. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead.
0: I, I was just gonna oh, say I, you you were kind of there at the beginning at at the birth of of metal, so you really witnessed this whole change.
1: I know I was kind of thrusted into the whole thing, I think, but um, lovingly so though, um, because before I ever started working with Queenstrike, I was doing a lot of uh, commercials on radio. Um, and I was working on my own album, which definitely was not uh, a harder rock type of sound um, so when I was chosen to sing for Queens Drake, I had no idea that I would be committed to that genre you know and and actually, mm-hmm. to be honest with you it's it's really easy for me to sing. I was able to latch onto it so they probably helped me in a way of saying, "Here, come on. Come this way," you know. <laughs> don't <go> RD, <laughs> don't do this, you know, because I was probably f- flailing around a little bit because I I like a lot of different types of music and you know, when you're an artist and you want to be known for a specific style maybe, it was hard for me to pin myself down in a s- different style because I liked so many different things. But when I started working with Queens I really realized that, you know, this is a good asset for me and, and I should explore this. And I still have a lot of desire to listen to other types of music. But when it gets down to it, the hard rock, heavy riff guitars are just one of my very favorite things to listen to. It it helps me, uh gives me something great to listen to when I'm working out. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> you know,
1: it keeps me I think it keeps me youthful and I, I just love
0: it. Well, we're gonna play Awakening, and we're gonna let the oh. the audience uh, listen to Awakening. It's one of my. It, it's really hard to pick out a favorite, though. I mean, I really liked Awakening. I liked Resurrect Me. I'm also gonna play Wide Awake. I really like that. Wide Awake's at the very uh, end of the album, but man, it's it could be at the first of the album, and it, that that's just how this album is. is there's a lot of depth, that's solid all the way through. So we're gonna listen to Awakening, and then we'll we'll come right back and we'll we'll talk about Fantastic. it. Okay. Thank you. off of her Resurrect Me album, and we, we were talking a little bit off-air off, off air about Awakening, and it's, it's just a fantastic, fantastic song. It's one of my favorites.
1: Thank you. I'm so glad that you said that, because at this point, it's hard for me to say which one's my very favorite, but that's always been kind of my favorite, because I feel like it's a little bit of a sleeper. It, it's deceiving, because it kind of has this lazy kind of feel to it, and then it builds up, and my dear friend Jeff Loomis, um, who is from the Seattle area as well. Um he's with Nevermore and he has his own solo project. So he's an amazingly talented young man. Um he uh played the guitar solo on that and then the ending just kinda of went the way it did and I remember I think I recorded the vocals at Jeff's studio in we were finishing up that last part. He we got done. He pressed stop, and he goes, "Where did that come from?" <laughs> and I, just, <laughs> I don't know. Just kind of came out, and so uh, I was able to stretch out a little bit on the end of that. So it, I, I just I just think it's sometimes when I was first listening to it, I remember getting chills because I was like, "Wow, this is really." This is enormous. <laughs> this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And and I'm really really critical of myself. I'm you know, I really I'm, I'm probably harder on myself than anybody else could ever be. Um and it, it it makes me feel good when I can listen to something and go, okay, I'll take that, you know. It's a big deal when you can it's different than saying, "Oh, I'm so great." It's it's just a more accomplished feeling. I hope if that comes off right. I don't know. Mhm.
2: Uh, it's
1: it,
0: it's a fantastic body of work to 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 showcase and represent you as an artist. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, because it's just like I said, there's a lot of depth to it. There's a lot of twists and turns, and and if and if you're a lover of music. And for, and for those of you who just love good music and good artistry, this album just does not disappoint. In fact, I was saying there was a review online that was 9 out of 10 stars, and, and I took some issue with that because I think it should be 10 out of 10. I, I, I think it, was just, <laughs> it was almost perfect. It's, it's almost perfection. So um, yeah, let's, let, let's talk a little bit about, we have to talk a little bit about Queen's and the Operation Mindcrime album. You you were really young when when they came and got you for that album, but you were really mm-hmm. on the forefront of history.
1: Did you guys feel like
0: that at that time?
1: No. I didn't have any clue. I don't I don't think those guys did too because when they when they asked me to join them, they flew me up to Montreal where they were they were recording. I never got to hear the song. They weren't going to let the cat out of the bag and have a chance of getting it around. So they just flew me up and I was cold. I didn't know anything about this conceptual idea because I had been doing top 40, so I was like conceptual. And then they gave me the cassette tape and sent me to my room and said, here, listen to this and... When I listened to it, I thought, well, I can, I could do this. I think I could do this. And you know, the next morning, I'm in front of a microphone and I'm singing the song. Um, it was a long day because they had me doing a lot of different parts and talking parts and singing. Um, it was just a pleasure to work with them. I think it, I was with Chris and Jeff, Chris Garmo and Jeff Tate. Um, they were there mm-hmm. along with the engineers and the producer. Um, It was just a really, you know, wonderful experience for me, but I had no idea. I don't know if they did either. In fact, I know when Operation Mindcrime first came out, uh, I don't think they got a whole lot of positive response from it. I think I remember that. And and, uh, when they finally went out on their next album, which was on their Empire tour, that's when they asked me if I'd like to go and perform Sister Mary with them because they were going to do Operation Mindcrime in its entirety. And, of course, you know, I'm going to jump at the chance for that and perform on big, big, huge stages in front of tens of people. Um, So that was an experience all in itself. But still, I think once Empire came to light and we did that, a lot of people went, whoa, this is a really – and now it's like a a very acclaimed – um, mm-hmm. Album, you know, and I and I'm very grateful for that. I mean, when I left, I wasn't even sure I was they were going to keep my part or not, you know. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's just a wonderful thing how the planets aligned, and you know, here I am talking to you about being a part of such a special time, you know. Well, there
0: wasn't anything like that happening in in music. At all, right? Mm-hmm. Before Operation Mindcrime, it, it was the, it was the, the first of its kind, and it, it went on, of course, to be like I said, you know, in the beginning, one of uh, uh, Metal's top forty albums of all times, multi platinum, Grammy nominations. That had never happened before, and and I really feel like that that cracked the door open for for groups like Metallica and you know different groups to 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 come through and then kind of be more in the mainstream. It all really happened with 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 mm-hmm. Queensryche and, you know, Operation Mindcrime was being such a success for people.
1: Yeah. It was was a pretty special time. Yeah, it was pretty cool. (laughs) You know, the whole chemistry was there with the band, and, um, of course, I was able to carve a little bit of a career out of it, side career for me. um, I've known the guys for over 25 years, almost 30 years now, and I've worked with them off and on for that long, and so... Again, it's something I'll be always be known as Sister Mary, but I will lovingly <laughs> take the name.
2: <laughs> that's
1: fine, and i and and that's kind of another thing too that I was hoping to accomplish with this album, Resurrect Me, is being able to kind of say, okay, guys, here I am, you know, check this mm-hmm. out, you know, and and uh, let people see me as I am, and maybe not so much as a, you know. Prostitute turned nun person that had a heroin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, the thing is that, you know, when, when people hear that album, most of the time they're going to want to go out and get more music like that. And so you're offering them the next step. Now, okay, you've heard that, you love that, you grew up with that, you've played the heck out of that album. Now you can springboard off of that and hear some really great music that, that, that I've set up for you here. And so let's go ahead and play Resurrect Me and give everybody a little taste of that. That is the, the title track right off of the Resurrect Me album by Pamela Moore. You need to go out and run right as soon as the show's over, not now, but as soon as the show's <laughs> over, get over there and download this album. This is Resurrect Me, and we'll and we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. From Pamela Moore <laughs> off of her Resurrecting album, and and I, I remember now there is a game company, a video game company, uh, in in Seattle. Actually, it's in Bellevue. It's one of the biggest game companies in the world, actually. And uh, my cousin Matt Wilson is the actual owner of uh, of. Um, Uh, privateer press and they have a huge comic-con event every year it's called lock and load and i played this for them and i'm going to when we're off i'm going to send that over to them and remind them that they need to play that song at their lock and load
1: (laughs) you know what's funny is people always ask me of course this is a little bit different than gaming but people always ask me you know what's in your bucket list what do you you know what else do you want to do you know it's kinda of like one of those commercials. What you, now that you won the uh NBA <laughs> championship, what do you do? Well, I've already been to Disneyland. Um <laughs> I would always I I really wish that I could be the voice of a cartoon character. You know, oh I don't that would
2: be I don't know great. what
1: I don't know what kind. I and I, I, I know gaming isn't really that so much, but I, I was just thinking about it and then I was thinking about anime and then I was thinking about you know, Toy Story, Nemo. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, you know, it would just, I know that sounds really weird because here I have this heavy metal album, but I, I just think that that would be something. that would be really cool but when I could tuck that you away be, in my little.
0: You would be great at that because you um, have a really great voice and animation is just a completely different world than it used to be anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. And now
0: yeah, you have big big stars in animation.
1: Yeah, that's and, and they all they all get to corner the market because it's you know, it's a it's a really cool gig for them 'cause they they can go in and do their voices and if they're people that have kids, a kid can be a part of it, you know. I don't have children but it still would be a lot of fun to do. I I really love animated uh I love the animated cartoons. I mean, I'm from the Back in the day, when you know they did the drawing, they never used computers, you know they did the drawing mm-hmm. and the paper books and you know all those Disney types of cartoons. but still, what's so amazing right now is the animation and how life like it can be. I kind of wish that it doesn't get too life like you know but but just to be able to watch some of those and and have that feel of animation is just a really wonderful thing. I think one, I think, you know, one, I, I we're going off the beaten track here, but what was that one movie that, ah, um, uh, the blue people, Avatar. Avatar was a Oh, movie. yes. Oh, that was a fantastic movie. Yeah, that was really neat. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. I'm going away from my yeah. album. Actually, my album could probably be in Avatar too. <laughs> yes, it could. It definitely right could, and directly, it could definitely yeah. be. It could definitely
0: be in video games. It could be in, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit. I had Jeff Keith on from Tesla uh, last month, and and we were talking about in in a video game. Um, it's uh, Vice. I forget the name, but all the gamers are probably screaming at me right now, but Vice City Pop or Vice Auto or whatever. But, But the further you go in the game, the more of the album that's released. And I really like that they were incorporating music and rock with with another genre of of the gaming, so because it was exposing right. the gamers to, to this music, and 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 they would love, and they do love. I've already had people tell me how much um, in the gaming community they loved your album. This is right up their alley, and they're always That's looking. Beautiful. People are, are desperately looking for good music, and uh, it's just not as easily to find as it as it used to be. You know, maybe 20 years ago. I hate to date myself too, but um, you know, it, it used to be that they would just you know, like like the DJ would come on they'd go, well, this is the best thing ever, you know, since sliced bread you got to get it. We'd all run out and get it. Yay, oh, gosh, we got it. But, but they're not like <laughs> that anymore. And so, you know, now it kind of takes us all, like, on social media, Twitter and Facebook and, and helping yeah. each other to kind of find this music because it is out there. There's still people like you making fantastic music. you just have to get it out there to them. How important is social media to you?
1: Oh, God, that's huge right now. I mean, just like you had said, and I had brought up before You know, the music business has changed so much Since I started with the um camp And, you know, right now Touring is a big deal But you have to have a product For people to want to listen to it And I know that I utilize Facebook a lot Because I can stay in touch with my friends and my fans um, I think that's really important They're the ones that are the shaker and the movers. They're the ones who are going to spread the word if they like something, and they're also going to spread it if they don't like something too. But Mm -hmm. I think that for people nowadays when you're able to have so much of an audience at your fingertips, just a quick, you know, happy birthday to them or something, that's a big deal. Because I know it is for me when people take the time out to do something special, um, you know, we just had a show uh, not too long ago on the 13th, and one of the fans put together his own slideshow for it, you know, with one of his favorite songs, and he used some of the photos from that night. That's huge. You know, that's somebody putting energy into something because they really like something, and I'm extremely blessed and extremely thankful for stuff like that. And and you can't you can't pay for that. I mean, I, I don't have a ton of money to throw into promotion and stuff, you know. And my record label is doing a brilliant job, but once it catches on fire, if it can, it's so huge. It's just a big deal, you know.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, With the, the, the great thing about social media is, is that, is that it, it has that ability to catch fire. We saw it with Michael Moore and Ryan Lewis right here in Seattle. Oh,
2: yeah. um, they don't have a major
0: record label behind them, but it was this grassroots kind of movement. It does happen. It happened with Alan Stone as well. But, you know, there's there, there's a great energy and vibe with Seattle music, and, and you know, and it's probably like that everywhere. There's probably yeah. pockets, you know, all, all over the, the world like that. But But it's just kind of uncovering them and letting people hear that this great music is out there because we kind of – getting this drone kind of uh, robotic movement with what they're just playing all the time that that we're hearing on the radio. But that's why it's so great that the Internet and social media and Twitter and, you know, because there's like this whole little buzz going on underneath the surface that people are talking Mm -hmm. about.
1: Yeah, and that's really, you know, how it goes. I mean, in the old days, huge companies would spend, uh, you know, Mm huge, amounts of money to get you out there, to get people to listen to you.
2: Now, it's kind
1: of, it's a blessing and a curse in a way, because there is so many more options for people like me and other people that, you know, are, are trying to make a name for themselves to get out there, but, you know, you have to have a good product, too. You have to have something that resonates with a person. You know, you can't just force feed people these days because it's like eh, whatever, <laughs> you know, they'll go on to other right. Days, but and right. you really have to be very creative with all of the opportunities that you have in cyberspace too. Mm-hmm. You got to be creative and tr- because there is such a flush of people in the market, you know, you're hoping that the, the cream that rises to the top, so <laughs> to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, it, it it is kind of a blessing and a, and a curse because, like you said, there's a lot of music out there. But creativity for artists, though, I think that there's really never been a, a better time, unless maybe you go back to maybe the 70s when the labels weren't so kind of involved with with the making of the product going out there. I think that it's it's a great time for artists to be able to kind of put out the music and be heard for the kind of music that they want to to get yeah. out
1: there which yeah, you were able exactly. to do
0: with, with your album. Yeah. I
1: think I think are, and that's true. And then also too I have to bring this up too, though is it's so nice when people if they like something if they go ahead and buy it. It's really not that expensive especially if you wanted to just get a download of it. But I remember when the album first came out the very day that it came out someone sent me a website it, to my attention this I don't know what company it was, but they already had my album out for free download. It was like, are you kidding me, you know? How how am I able to pay back this money, you know, that I put right. into this album? You know, it's like it, I, I understand when people, you know, they probably aren't, aren't sure. And sometimes when you're able to stream something out to people and they hear it, then you're hoping that they will
2: purchase it.
1: But, you know, um, it's just it, it's just so discouraging when something like that happens, you know? yeah so and hopefully and when for people me hear too, this, they'll want
0: to get it, you know. <laughs> right, and buy
1: it. Yeah.
0: You know, you have to help out musicians, you know. I, I. this is my soapbox. I get so upset when um, I see, because I know how I, I I'm not, Super great musically at all, but I'm around musicians. I know how hard they work. They put their heart and their soul, they live on nothing for so long, mm-hmm. trying to put out products they love, and then you know their um equipment gets stolen, or their music. I, it's so hard to make a living, and, and we just piss away money right and left on to stupid things all day long. I mean, if 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 I was mm-hmm. to just take a total of you know what I just blow stupid bits of money at, you can download a, a beautiful song that you'll have forever for ninety nine cents, maybe a yeah. dollar twenty nine at the most. You know, right and. Right. And you're helping out a a, a fantastic art, and 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 you're creating yeah. that and moving that that forward. And so I am such a you know I, I really want people to download music, pay for it because it's not free. Mm-hmm. It didn't people don't donate their services to you? I'm sure
1: to to put out yeah. that album. You had to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, you do. And obviously, it's not like we're lining our pockets. I mean, there is some. Musicians out there have been blessed with an amazing career and they deserve it, you know. Um, but it, nowadays it's a little bit different. The record labels are different. You know, it's, it's. Um, it, I tell a lot of people too, I do some vocal coaching as well and performance coaching. And I tell my students too, you know, you got to do this because you love it. You know, you got to do it because you have a passion for it and not that you're going to be the next, you know, Britney Spears
2: or something, you know. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, obviously, they could very well be really huge. You know, you never know. But, you know, the reality is that as long as you love something, it doesn't feel like work. Um, right. But on the long run, I mean, it's, it's nice when people do appreciate and they do help and support you, just like you are doing right now with me, being able to, to talk on air about the project and everything. It's It's a real... I, I, I see people as somebody who should, why Why don't we want to all help people be successful? Why does there have to be this fear about, you know, holding on to their own little thing, you know? It's, it's a big deal, and I, I feel like that's probably one key that would really help in our world today, <laughs> is being able to help people yeah. do what they want to do, you know? Well, you know, a, a, a rising tide lifts all boats.
0: And so, if if I if you you put out your album, and then I take it, and then I I do my part, and then the listener hears it, and then they like it, and they buy it, and and, and they sh- just share that uh-huh. information with somebody. Yeah, and that helps. And then that next person shares a little bit, and and all that doesn't cost hardly anything but a few seconds of your time and it really mm-hmm. takes a village it really does it really takes us all to to get behind good music and support artists that are really out there in the business end of it you know that it's just not you know pumping out a few things in the garage um but, but really making a business and then supporting that business it's uh each musician is really a small business at work yep that's true i yeah.
1: know and they each uh Each uh, person or supporter is like their fan or their financier, (laughs) so to Mm -hmm. speak. Mm -hmm. And being able to say, okay, they're all our investors, so to speak. So it's a big deal. It really is. It is. I'm very grateful for whatever people do and help with. uh, And I don't take it for granted, I really don't.
0: Well, you're just a lovely, lovely person, and I do want to tell her. Well, I wasn't going to tell really the story because it's embarrassing to me, but uh, I, I did meet Pam at Roger Fisher's birthday party in February, and she was so nice and kind to me, and I had a little, and, of course, if anyone knows me, this this isn't a big leap, but I'd add a little too much to drink. Um, Because, you know, when you're at a birthday party, people like buying the drinks. It wasn't even my birthday, you know, and they're right. like, yeah, hey, buy a drink.
2: <laughs> and Pam, she
0: was And I mean, dressed like a rock star. I just loved everything about you. You were just made up. I mean if 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 you were going to imagine a rock star, you just fit that mold perfectly. You just sang beautifully. <laughs> I mean it was just a fantastic night for me. Um but I probably was a little too chatty chatty with my uh, gin <laughs> with with my uh gin and tonics that I was slamming back. But it was an absolutely fantastic night. I have pictures and uh I show everybody the pictures all the time like, Look at here I have a Roger Fisher's birthday and this is Pamela Moore.
2: And uh <laughs> but
0: uh but you are just the real deal. you are just you were just as nice in person um as you are um and i'm i'm sure that's why all your fans love you so much because you're just you're Mm -hmm. so sincere and that just that just exudes out of you and i just cannot thank you enough for for coming on i want to tell people pamela is where you can go to Mm -hmm. keep up with her and find out um, where you're going to be playing and and uh, get information on the music. Do you have some shows
1: coming up? Uh, I just did a show on the 13th. Um, there is a show that I'm I, I can't ex- I can't say I wish I could say what it is, but it's in October. Um, I'm going to be co-build with um, another band that's actually got a new album out. It's going to be their CD release. Um, but I can't tell you where it's at because I haven't confirmed the venue yet. But I do have a couple of shows peppered through until the end of the year, and we're also working on one of those wonderful rock boat cruises for next year. And um, I, oh, that'll we really want we really want to get on a, a, a bit of a tour too. So there's a lot of things going on, but there's nothing that I can tell you at right now because I don't want to say something mm-hmm. and then have it be changed or something, you know.
0: But uh, people can definitely keep up with you at your website, which is pamlemoore dot net, and they can find you on mm-hmm. Facebook. And then you'll be releasing all that information out to them, and then they can keep up and, and find it. And we, and, and we really want you to share Pam's music. It's fantastic. It's great. It's good stuff. There's a lot of depth to it. It's solid. This is a solid album from start to finish. There's not a, you know, there's there's not a low point on it whatsoever.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that too. And thank you for inviting me to chat with you this morning it was a nice nice wake up call <laughs>
0: It was for me too. I had about four cups of coffee in, and uh, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock this morning. <laughs> so we're going to go out with Wide right Awake Phoenix Rising, which is actually the last song on the album, but it could have easily have been the first song on the album, and it's just it, it just shows you again the, the the depth and and the way this album kind of takes you through these twists and turns and and uh, and on this of this emotional kind of uh musical mm-hmm. journey which this is, is a, a feast for your senses it's it's absolutely fantastic um I, I do have a question do you have any advice for songwriters him um
1: advice uh well if you are a songwriter keep at it try to stay connected to how you feel um 'cause you know that's that the sincerity of where you're coming from, whether people agree with you or not, is still there, and that that's what makes things powerful i think um, you know be open to other ideas you know, I think this is with life though just be open with growing and learning more as a musician and a lyricist or whatever you are, you know melody writer or whatever you are and 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 try to keep growing, I think growing and changing with the times and not kind of capitalizing yourself into one era, you know. I think growth is a really big deal, not only in our own personal lives, but also in our careers as well. You know, we're all here to evolve. And where we go, I don't know. I wish I knew that. <laughs> but but uh, mm-hmm. and to evolve and, and, you know, to become the best person that we can possibly be. And that's always going to help other people too, so.
0: I don't know, but I I, I I think you're right about writing what you feel and not edit yourself very much because what's part yeah. of that your authenticity that you know these songs are 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 made.
1: Yeah, well those songs too. I mean I I went through a lot of personal growth in the last four years that I wrote that album. I mean there was moving from one state to another and going through um, relationship changes, personal relationship changes, and going through political issues and all of that stuff and so there was a lot going on and simmering inside me and fortunately the stuff that Michael was sending to me was uh you know was kind of calling out for that to come out. So, um, you know, those kinds of things really work really well together too. But um anyway, yeah. So <laughs> so anyway, um Wide Awake just happened to be the last song that we wrote and that's why It's the last song on the album. And if you really listen to the theme of the whole album, you will find that it's pretty dark. I mean, there's some dark moments that I went through. And then all of a sudden, the last song is like a rebirth. And that's what it meant, is I'm awake, got a rebirth, a new direction. I finally emerged from the depths of darkness, you know. And um that's why I love that song so much is because when Michael did write it it was at a perfect time for me to let go of stuff that I was holding on to and and uh just open up, you know, and just move on and get going. So that's I'm I'm really happy that that you really like that song because it it has a statement at the end of it, you know.
0: And we can all relate to that, you know, we've all had our yeah. ups and downs. So um uh, you know, maybe maybe that's why I was personally drawn to it as well. So, thank you for putting yeah. out this album. I mean, as as just someone who just really loves music, I appreciate this album from start to finish, and uh, I, I am I'm so happy that it's it's there for people like me. So, thank you, just on a personal level, for putting out such a a, a quality set of music. Absolutely wonderful.
1: Thank you for helping me. Thank you for helping me spread <laughs> the word and and. Thank you for meeting me in the bathroom at Roger's Purdy.
2: It's a whole the show.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right,
0: this is Wide Awake, Phoenix Rising, and with Pam Moore and her, uh, her fantastic CD, Resurrect Me. And this is Wide Awake. We'll be right back. Listening to Wide Awake Phoenix Rising by Pamela Moore, and that's off from awesome. her new CD just released Pamela Moore Resurrect Me. And I encourage you to uh, listen to this album, download this album, and, and support Pam's effort as she. Um, is really out there on on the forefront trying to release great music. And there is really great music being released out there, and so we just have to help each other hear it and, and spread the word. So PamelaMoore.net is where you can find more information. I encourage you to tweet out this show or share this show with someone that, that you know who's a music lover who also wants to find great music. And if and if you know it, great music, send it to me, and, and we will play it here on the show. So thanks again for listening, and thank you for, to Pamela Moore for coming on. Have a great day.